Hello, beautiful human. Thank you so much for letting us into your ears today. We are about to catch up with DDG. A lot of music and a lot of life to discuss. Today's interview being delivered to you by GoPuff. There's no convenience store like GoPuff. Nobody doing it like them. Thousands of items available right now in the palm of your hand. And they're available to be delivered to you instantly. This is not a drill. Booze, snacks, home goods, electronics, whatever you need. Whatever your heart desires. GoPuff will get it to you really, really quickly. I love them. Everything in my life, I go puff. So if you try them out, I'll save you money. Zach10, use it when you're checking out and you'll save $10 off your first two orders. That is Zach10, Zach with a H. So use it, save, and enjoy. Here's DDG. Hi, beautiful human. I'm Zach. That's Dan. And we yep. welcome to the studio. 25 years old. Yeah, I'm getting old. DDG. Woo. Do you feel that really genuinely? Like when you say that, do you mean that? That you're getting old? Yeah. Do you feel like you haven't done enough in 25 years on this earth? I mean, I feel like I did a lot. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, I still feel like it's a lot more that I can do. Is that scary or exciting when you look at that? Really thinking that you've done so much yet there's so much longer left. It's exciting actually. You know? It's just it's like it's like playing GTA but you ain't finished all the missions yet. <laughs> I like really wanted to understand your rise and you are you make music. Mm -hmm. But you also used YouTube in a really unique way. Mm -hmm. And uh, it it gave platform to records that go on to change your life. Like, I'm, is it fair to say, like, Lettuce is a record that changes things for you? Mm -mm. No? I didn't. Well, it was cool. It was just, like, like, the first song I, like, popped out with, like, calling it a real, I'm really approaching music. You know what I mean? That shit did, like, half a million views in, like, an hour or something stupid. Mm-hmm. That was big. Yeah, but it was just, I don't know. It was just like something that I just wanted to really, I wanted to like get a feature and put them on the song and pop out with a, a big rap feature, you know, coming from YouTube and doing like diss tracks and whatever I was doing. You know, it was, I felt like that was just like, I don't know. It wasn't, it didn't change my life though. Yeah. It was just like my initial approach. But does it reset the bar for success? Because you mentioned it, you did diss tracks, and you did one against Lil Yachty. Mm -hmm. Like that, that pops off, but it doesn't pop off like this. And it's also not attached to anybody but you. Yeah. And then obviously a feature of your choosing. Yeah. So does it change what success means in terms of like data wise? Um, I mean, I guess certain data means more than others, right? Yeah, half a million in an hour. Like, yeah. that that has to do something with, like, the bar for success. Yeah, I mean, it was, that was good for me in terms of being an artist. You yeah. know what I mean? Versus, like, doing the diss track on Yachty, which obviously is trolling. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it's, it's cool for YouTube. It's cool for the moment. That's all I was doing it for. But, like, when I dropped Lettuce, it was like, I'm dropping this because I want to get streams on Spotify. I want to build my... Apple Music, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, the purpose was different. Yeah. So, as we go into this new album that just came this weekend, uh, do you strategically time it to line up with your birthday? I didn't. It was supposed to drop in, like, August. What, what happened? But it was just a bunch of delays. Like, music got so much business and paperwork behind yeah. it. Pushed it all back. So, it was supposed to come out way earlier than this, but I'm kind of glad that I kind of waited a little longer. 
ended up being like a good date for me. And we're talking about assembling some insane features and mm-hmm. collaborations. Like really, I mean, am I am I like no? I, I'm right, right? This is crazy. Absolutely. I mean, this is all I while I was listening, mm-hmm. and I was going through all of this. I was wondering, like, what is it like? Do you ask yourself in any of this, like, why these artists choose to lend their talent to you and to your records? I feel like, like a lot of artists, I can cuss, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A lot of artists fuck with me, so there's like they, like they, they show love when, it, like, I feel like that's with anybody I meet, though. You know, anybody I meet and I kick it with it and I get a chance to really connect, and it's not just on some business shit, then it's like, you know, people. Like, oh, this is a cool-ass dude. You know what I'm saying? So, and then when I send him a song, I'm sending him my best. I'm I'm sending him, like, me rapping, going bar for bar. So it's like, you don't want to under-rap me. So you're going to give me your best verse. Because my fans, they're going to say, DDG carried or blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, you got to come hard when you hop on a song with me. But the fact that they even respond. I mean, like, and they, they choose, it is validating and really fucking cool and... I don't know, like it's Polo G. I mean, fucking Gunna YG. You've collaborated with some of the biggest rappers out there. Mm-hmm. That is, I don't know. It's they, do you feel eventually the want to do that for somebody else? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've been featured on songs before. It's just you know, I'm I'm very selective of who I feature with. So, um, but yeah, for sure. Why'd you want Polo G and NLE Chopper on Nine Lives? Because that is like a very personal song. Yeah. I mean, at first it was just me on it. But then um, as I started listening to it more, because I got a second verse on there that I took off mm. to like, you know, put features on there. But um, I just feel like the song was more powerful with all three of us on it. You know, and we yeah. coming from kind of like the same struggle in a way. So it kind of made sense. In the song, you you say you miss the struggle. Mm-hmm. You say, is it weird that I miss the struggle? Why do you miss that? I just feel like life was a little more simpler. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I'm not enjoying my life now. It's just, it was a little more simple. It was, you know, it was less stress on working every day. Like, I feel like I don't, I work every day. This is your birthday. You're working today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I work every single day. So it's like, it's not that I don't like working, but it's like, I feel like back then it was more genuine people. You know, it was just, it's more like, I don't know how to explain it. It was like a, I don't know how to explain it. It's just easier when you're not in a position where a millions and people, millions and millions of other people looking at you. Well, on top of that, in the song, you talk about how you're basically taking care of so many people. Mm-hmm. Like back then, I'm sure it was just kind of a fun side job. And now it's like, wait a minute, this is this is my career. I'm taking care of all my family. Yeah. Does it feel like that when you're making music nowadays? I mean, not necessarily. Because my whole family, they everybody eating now. Yeah. So it's like everybody got their own source of revenue. I don't have to be the person to like, put my family on no more mm-hmm. so it's like that's the beauty of it um i feel like that's that's more powerful than anything showing somebody how to make money instead of giving them mm, money you know right. so it's like they can keep doing it for themselves. that's really incredibly valuable can you just like expand on that a little bit just out of personal interest like and do you siblings family members mm-hmm. do you invest in ideas businesses that no, how do you I mean, help them? My whole family do YouTube. 
Oh, fuck yeah. You know, even my six-year-old nephew got a channel with like 400,000 subscribers. Like everybody, you know, they, they do their own thing. So that's what I knew how to do. You know, I can't teach somebody how to go um, mine for oil and make $10 billion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I can, I can show you how to, you know what I'm saying, create a fan base on YouTube and monetize it and, and do this and that and build your social media. I'm like a social media huh. expert when it comes to shit like that. So you've been making music your entire life, like at least writing from my understanding. Is that true? Mm-hmm. When, what changes in you that makes you want to go from creating content of the moment mm-hmm. and really doing your thing on YouTube to actually wanting to pursue this in a legitimate fashion, in a way that gets the interest of, again, some of the biggest artists in the game. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I just been around it my entire life. My dad was like an engineer back in his home in our hometown, Pontiac, and we had like our own little home studio. I always been around music, um, and it's always been like a passion of mine that I just never really truly pursued because I was, for one, I was in college. You know, I was focused on school and stuff, and I was just having fun making these little videos. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then I got like a $200 check. It was my first check, it was $200 from Google AdSense. And I quit my job at the time. I was working at TJ Maxx. And then um, from that point forward, I'm like, damn, I'm finna, I'm finna keep, see how big I can make this shit go. So I just kept focusing on that, and then I got more, like I started doing like the little diss tracks, having fun or whatever, and I realized how popular it was and how people was gravitating towards every time I did a diss track, or whether I'm just joking or whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. I feel like I can really tackle the music now. I got this huge fan base. Everyone loves me. They gonna watch, they gonna go follow wherever I'm at. They gonna be interested in anything I do. So let me, this is the perfect time for me to introduce this crossover to the music world so i did that and it just it just went up quick what do you learn from creating content for youtube that you actually apply today in the music that you make and even this last album that we've just we've just been given um really like consistency and 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 you know just taking control because you know being like on youtube and shit it's like your own independent contractor your own boss it's like you make your own hours, you do what you want. So I just come from independence. I know what it's like to not depend, like being signed to a major label. I know what it's like not to depend on them and get it done myself and then bring it to them and be like, okay, this is what we're doing, you know? Is that, uh, by the way, like even as to how this interview is set up was very much in that manner, mm-hmm. which I respect because, you know, in that moment, like you got everybody at the label reaching out simultaneous to you already, you guys already doing your thing. Yeah. So like you, by you making the first move, you know, it's like, yeah, kind of make them yeah, yeah pick up on it too. You Fuck know, yeah. Like, yeah. They, they work in overdrive the second that you're doing something that they really should be doing. Oh yeah. It just makes it clear and obvious. So that independence, as it relates to music, who do you go to, to get feedback on what you create? Do you have one producer that you work with from record to record? Do you share it with your dad? Like, how does that work? No, I I play it around my friends, you know, family, um, management, my team and shit like that. You know, just 
just seeing what people like and what they don't like and I also I'm just my own critic like in my car I literally 98% of the time I only listen to me so it's like I do that not out of like cockiness or mm. nothing but to see if I'm enjoying my own music you know and it's not like some music I done made back then I can't listen to it right now cause like it's kinda it's not that good but I got to a point where I listen to myself so much I know exactly what I want I know what I like to listen to so it's like if I like it I know somebody else like it so I just listen to myself most of the time how are beats coming to you? Um, it depends like sometimes I like recently I've been doing like going on YouTube and search up beats <laughs> I fucking think that's amazing yeah and like giving like, back I feel like the producers on YouTube are sometimes more talented than you know the the huge mega producers because i feel like when somebody get to a mega producer level their creativity kind of dumbed down in a way because they got a team now they got another motherfucker making the beat for them and they got and they just adding a tag on it they just throwing a little drum on it the people on youtube was grinding you know what i mean they they making beats every single day and they just uploading and trying to build that fan base on youtube and they making fire beats so i just Lately, I've been going on YouTube, finding Instagram, hit them up, you know what I'm saying? And they usually hit me back like the next 10 minutes, get the business done, and it'd be my beat. That's, I mean, that's like a full circle moment in the coolest fucking way, but yeah. also it keeps you ahead. Mm-hmm. Like what's being made in basements by people who are younger yeah. and upload to the internet every day is where we're actually going. That's what I'm saying. And the best fucking DJs in the world run farm systems where they literally are hearing what children halfway on the other side of the globe are making yeah. you know yeah and like overseas too to- like huge they go they make Nuts. the best the best beats come from like europe mm-hmm. oh all the way o- overseas Dude, brazil yeah fucking i know djs and they've admitted on our show like they literally will listen to kids who are making stuff all again on the other side of the planet mm-hmm. and either they'll buy it or that's what inspires what they end up doing yeah it's a really cool source of inspiration that only the internet would give us access to yeah for sure do you how do you craft your rhymes do you go in with knowing what you want to do and what story you want to tell i don't i go in blind man i just go in the studio see what i'm feeling here to beat and just go for it do you mumble first or what do you yeah i like mumble like and try to get like the melody and then i just fill it with words got it and if I get stuck, then I'll write. But I feel like the best music comes from freestyling. I get that. Yeah. Do you have to enter into a certain headspace? Nah. I just got to kind of like get rid of all distractions, focus on the beat, focus on making a good song. Sometimes like I get through the first hook, get through the verse, and then I get my brain to get a little tired. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when I got to like take a step back and, you know, get back into that grind mode and finish the rest of the song when you're working with apology or a gonna do you guys go back and forth on their verses do you give notes or do you nah, just they like you know them they want to up you so they, yeah they yeah give them the they, they gave me the best already so it's like you know and i feel like that's as an artist even me like i don't like when somebody tell me they ain't like a verse that i gave to them or something so i you know what i'm saying and it's like that's why i don't I don't say that back, but I haven't got a bad verse from especially somebody at that caliber. Yeah. Yeah. It's not me 
It's you is the album. It's not you, it's me. No, it's no, not, it's me, not it's me, it's you. you. Oh, fuck, I wrote it wrong. Never mind. Everybody <laughs> forget I said that. <laughs> it's not me. It's you. Mm-hmm. Is the album. Is there a story you were like trying to tell? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like initially it was like relationship based, like you know, basically pointing a finger at the at the opposite party and saying, you know, it's not my fault that me and you not seeing eye to eyes. It's your fault, you know. But I also applied it to my music, where it's like I feel like if people not liking my music, it's not me as an artist. I feel like I'm evolving. I feel like I make great music. It's just you not wanting to give it a chance. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's a cool way to rationalize it. Yeah. Do you feel like people don't give you a fair shot? For sure not. I feel like I'm just coming from a foreign, it's not a foreign platform. Every music video gets uploaded on YouTube. But it's like, it's foreign in terms of like crossing over and going platinum and totally. making double XL freshmen and doing all these different like accolades and shit. Like, even with Double XL, I got like tenth spot. You know what I mean? It was like a fan voted spot. But I'm like, there's other people y'all putting on here that you know I've been, I've been doing this shit even going even harder than them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know. It's just something that I struggle with as an artist, trans like going from the YouTube platform. So, like, is there even a difference between a rapper and a YouTube rapper? I know people throw that label out there, but I'm like, what's the difference? It ain't one. It's just so I'm like so. kind of like the. The, the main person that's going to take all the heat for it because I'm like damn near the only one that's like very successful yeah. at trans you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. going over crossing over to that the traditional music so it's like I got to take that heat but what are fans of the, the the genre looking for when it comes to who they choose to classify as a a real rapper and who isn't like i'm just i'm just so confused by that i mean i don't get it either i understand it because i i understand it in a way because you know i kind of i'm i was very still am very big on youtube i get it you know what i mean so it's like it's you know it's it's a different especially in hip-hop you know what i'm saying if i was making like pop music something like that I feel like it'll be way more light on me it'd be like okay that's cool you know what I mean they kind of go with YouTube in a way you know what I mean but when you making real rap and they see me living like man, I might do something that's a little childish or a little you know what I'm saying on the internet with my family or some shit and they look at that like damn how you doing this and you rapping all hard right here but they don't know that you know what I'm saying I'm not finna display no real shit on no YouTube channel. Totally. You know what I mean? Like that's, 100%. Yeah, so it's, like YouTube is a kid-friendly platform. It's really for kids. Like it's it's not for, I mean, we get on it every day. We watch music videos and everything on there, but it's primarily for kids, you know? And I think people forget that it's like, I don't know, it's, it, YouTube literally changed my life. So it's not something that I can really be like, you know, Ah, uh, fuck YouTube. I love YouTube. Totally, but I could also make the case that like you are keeping hip hop relevant to a whole different generation, yeah. and like th- there's a lot of great artists that are in hip hop that are in your same age range, and they all make music and they do their thing. But you y- you seem to be a quality example to be setting, and like an incredible artist, but also 
keeping it relevant. I just don't. I I just I can't comprehend. And also like, uh, and this has been the case forever. And like we have. Uh, Oh, an array of artists on the show. We've had a bunch of rappers on the show. Mm. And I ask, I, I, my curiosity is, is still remains the same because some of them have been kind of not like cast aside, but you haven't been cast aside by the hip hop community because you have a bunch of cosigns. Mm-hmm. So like, have you been on the breakfast club? Oh, that's supposed to be. That like, like, do they fuck with you? Uh, yeah, I think that's like next week. Like who are the gatekeepers in hip hop? Like who determines if you're cool or not? I don't know, man. The internet? Yeah, but the internet yeah, thinks you're really, cool. Yeah, the internet thinks I'm cool. I feel like now I'm at a position now where everybody is starting to like, they kind of, the heat is like coming off of me a little bit. Good. Like, okay, he making great music. Yeah, this fucking album's awesome. But you know I think saying? the music is introducing you to new people because yes. I got to be honest, like I'm not big on the internet and like I didn't really know who you were until the music. Yeah, like, that, I, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of people like that. But I feel like it's, more people that know me from the internet they know my face like it's some people like i i play moonwalking in calabasas and they have no idea that that's my song and that song went double platinum and it's like that's i mean that's cool you know and then there's some people that know it's my song but they know it because they know who i am Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like it's a it's a i don't know it's like you never know who listening these days so you really don't know but where does Moonwalking in Calabasas fall in just on your your list of life changing records? That is the one. Yeah, I would say that's the one that definitely catapulted me for sure. Because you know I went gold before that on an R and B song that I did, and it was you know it was cool, but it was kind of like I don't know, it just wasn't as it was nowhere near as big as Moonwalking in Calabasas. Is there anything that you do in that song or throughout that process that you carry with you? into making music in the future yeah for sure like you know maybe it's the flow or you know just the the type of beats that i choose um i don't know i'm i'm the type of artist i kind of get i get bored easily kind of like i don't want to make the same song and a lot of people say like that's not like good because most rappers got they one sound they stick to it they put that shit on every beat Mm -hmm. and it works you know but I just, I feel like if I'm doing the same flow, same sound, like if I'm making Honey Moonwalking in Calabasas, I feel like as an artist, I'm gonna get bored. You know, I'm I'm not gonna enjoy it. I like experimenting and shit. You just performed that at Bronny's birthday, didn't you? Yeah. How was that? That yeah. was lit. Yeah. What was like? Who? How's that? How's that work? Does LeBron James call you? He's like, yo. It's a- Nah, not LeBron James. LeBron, I don't think LeBron James know me for real. I shook him up and shit, but I don't think he know me. <laughs> but Bronny know me. Bronny yeah. sent me the uh, invite and shit. So, do you just get up on stage? Do they ask you beforehand to perform? I was just standing by the stage, and uh. then he's like, "Oh, perform moonwalking." I'm like, "All right, cool." Oh shit, shit you weren't supposed to perform. You were just <laughs> nah, I wasn't. Supposed, I was not supposed to perform at all. No, uh, that, that wasn't like planned or nothing. I just pulled up. And I'm like, I'm not finna stand in the back. And y'all got all uh, these other artists on the stage. I'm gonna go ahead and walk up to the stage. I go up to the stage and shit. Oh, perform moonwalking. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, LeBron right there, shit. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm performing in front of all y'all motherfuckers there. Fuck it. Yeah. Sick. Do those things? Cool. Do those things ever get normal to you when you're meeting these people? Because you also have Beyonce's birthday party. Yeah, that I feel like over the years that shit kind of like really like numb me a little bit like i don't fanboy no more yeah because i met 
the motherfuckers I really wanted to meet. And it's like, okay, I can't really, you know what I'm saying? I didn't yeah. met the biggest. So it's like, how can I get nervous anymore? I don't get nervous about that shit no more. But was was talking to Drake different at all? Because on Bulletproof, is it Maybach or Maybach? How do people pronounce it these days? Either way, Maybach, on Maybach. <laughs> on Bulletproof Maybach, you say you were at Beyonce's party and you chopped it up with Drizzy. Yeah, that's my favorite artist. So what was that conversation like? It was crazy. Like, I just... Said, I told him, I'm like, bro, you know, you the only dude I really look up to in this shit, bro. He was like, man, appreciate it, bro, bro. Blah, blah, blah. And then um, me and he gave me his line or whatever, and then I ended up hooping with him and shit. Like, the kid in me was like, damn, this is fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? But I'm playing it cool and shit. <laughs> but it's like, that shit was just, that shit was wild. I was like, damn. Because I, I met, I've been in L.A. for seven years. I'd be outside. I've been outside for like, here and there I go to all the like exclusive parties and shit never met him you know what I'm saying that was my first time ever seeing Drake so I'm like damn I gotta say something mm -hmm. to him but it was everybody in that party like it was like it was lit I met Beyonce Jay-Z everybody like, it was it was amazing I was like damn so when you do shit like that you can't really get nervous to meet nobody no mm -hmm. more you know what I'm saying you didn't met the people that it's people that it kill somebody to be in like the same rooms to them people so, you know, I, I don't really get nervous no more. Elon Musk, mm -hmm. a record that features Gunna, you admire him? Is that the truth? You you also like space. Yeah, I do. Um, I went to space. You went? Yeah. One of the Blue Origin things? Hmm? One of those uh, Blue Origin things? Suborbital. What is that? What? Yeah, you like float. I was floating and shit. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. How much did that cost? Uh, it was. I think it was like three hundred, some shit like. It was like three hundred thousand. Oh my like that. god! Yeah, it was, it was dope. Though. It was. I don't know. I I don't know what came over me, but I was like really into like space and aliens and shit like that for a little minute. Still am <laughs> though. It's it's kind of like it's just interesting to me. So what is it? How long are you in space for? It's like very short though. It's like intervals of like fifteen twenty seconds. Oh, of, interesting. Of, of no gravities floating and shit. How, who's with you? Strangers or are you like a, like? Um, I actually went with my girlfriend. Damn. He actually went with me. That's I a had date. like a little camera crew and shit. It was cool. How do you prepare for that? Um, I don't know. I guess it's like a mental thing. I didn't go in like super duper space. You know what I mean? Like right. I ain't going like I don't. I ain't look outside and see. <laughs> the motherfucking sun floating in space you know what I mean I ain't I ain't go that deep but I went deep enough where a motherfucker was floating and shit you know that's sick yeah, yeah deeper than most yeah like come on probably not even like zero 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 point one percent of people have been there yeah 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 man you know it's, it's, it's a great experience but it was all just to embody the song like I, I was so passionate about the song Elon Musk and you know at the time, like Elon Musk is all over the Twitter and yeah. everything. Like I'm just seeing every. I started studying them and all types of shit. Why do you deserve a song? I mean, I don't know. I mean, who else can inspire you more than the richest man in the world? True. You know, so it's like from a businessman aspect, it's like, damn. Like, how do you get to that point? What is it like to be Elon Musk to have two hundred billion? What it feel like? I mean, probably a part of it's a hassle. I can yeah. tell you that much. If I feel like I'm, you know what I'm saying? If I feel like the struggle was better back then, I wonder what he feel like. His yeah. struggle was probably the struggle I'm in right now since he got a billion and shit. I mean, 
he you know he really can't it's probably hard for him just to leave his house yeah he can't go nowhere yeah i uh i eat at a restaurant that he goes to all the time mm. and he has a very secluded he has his own entrance and exit pretty much yeah that's really weird like he can't you know what i mean you can't just move around you know Shit, also they're got, tracking his pl- like god fuck think about it think about it if i if i'm elon musk i got the best security in the world no, you do uh, you know so i knew this billionaire he has the fucking people who killed Osama bin Laden. Mm. steve Wynn. that's his fucking team yeah it's so fucking he, crazy and they're all they're seal six people is a dozen of them all the time yeah and that's good for seal six they probably getting paid so much money I, I, we're it's stupid and they're frightening but it's the most money yeah they shoot you in a heartbeat yeah 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 and they're all <laughs> strapped and it's fucking nuts like yeah. it's nuts nuts i'm saying but out here in la it's like the gun laws is just so like terrible you know so it's you need somebody that's able to carry you know it's yeah. hard to get like a license out here and shit it's very scary yeah two things one you have ash on your nose just want to let you know that i have at what it, ash uh, Oh, from oh, from the candle. Oh, that's so weird. That's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Just didn't want people staring at that the whole time. Whatever. But th- does money change people for the worse sometimes? Because you know, you also name drop Kanye in that song. As yeah. As a billionaire, and you look at him, he's just like, what's what's going on there? So you ever worry about like how how money could change you in a negative way? I mean, yeah, but I don't think I don't think Kanye is a good example. I think Kanye is just marketing, really. So do I. I think he's doing it for attention. He's getting yeah, people talking. And it's for working. Sure. Like you know, he hop off the internet. Then hop back on. Yeah. Start marketing and shit. And then he drops some clothes or some shit. Maybe a song or some shit. But I think it's just marketing. But I feel like, yeah, money definitely changed people for the worse in some ways, you know. People become super duper big headed and stuff like that. But, you know, I don't know. I don't look at money like that. How do you stay grounded and connected to what was while living a whole new life? Um I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of life now. Like, I've been in the limelight or a public figure for at least, a popular public figure for at least um, six years, five years. I've been, you know, decently popular, so. Does it better the art that you make? Yeah. I mean, does yeah, it yeah. better the story? Yeah, it gives you more shit to rap about glamorously, though. That's the only issue. It's like, especially in hip-hop most of the songs is talking about the struggle struggle you know but it's like sometimes like i've been living so good on my own for a good minute it's kind of hard to tap back into that but on nine lives i did but it's like sometimes it's hard to tap back into that because you know i'm around the, the flashy shit now so it's like that's a lot of the shit that i see so that portrays in my music but you know sometimes you got to go back into that kid in yourself and really rap about the bad times do you get into a studio weekly what is your 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 workflow like um i actually i need to get in the studio a lot more to be honest i started like recording myself and i I learned how to engineer myself but then i got a little frustrated because i don't know how to like mix and master and shit like that it's just something that my brain just can't get right now so and that's okay um, yeah yeah but usually what i do is when i'm working on a project i go somewhere maybe like miami or Atlanta, or i stay out here in la and i just book a studio for like a week straight and just 12 hour days every single day oh wow yeah 
just do you go in with notes or do you just pen shit up? No, nah, it just right then and there. Like Moonwalking in Calabasas, I freestyled that song. Freestyled it in like twenty minutes. <laughs> so you never know. It's usually the songs the <laughs> yeah. song yeah, the songs that you make the quickest usually be the best. Totally. What song took you the longest on this last album? Love myself. Why? So many words. You know, I like to rhyme a lot. Like it's I got like a pet peeve or something like at least two words in each line got to rhyme for me for some reason. It's is that your flow? Weird. Yeah, it's like my flow. Like, if you listen to it, it's like two of the words in each line going to rhyme with each other. So it's like when I do that, I get to a point like, damn, this shit don't rhyme. And then I got to snap out of it and say every word then got to rhyme. So then I might miss a rhyme on a word, but it'll still end up rhyming and shit. But I hand wrote that in my notes while I was on tour with Kevin Gates. And it took me like, it took me a little minute too long ass verses and everything is like meaningful you know it's easy to make a song when it don't mean shit totally so it's like i had to really tap in and talk about some real shit to like really like make the song so i had to do a little bit of thinking a little bit of self-reflecting and shit and those songs may not be the biggest but they do have maybe the most impact personally yeah that's my favorite ah. that's my personal favorite so the one that takes the longest yeah, is the one that the matters one, the most yeah for sure but the, you know the shortest ones be the ones that feel the best so the ones that be quicker but feel the best meaning mainstream yeah smash you gotta energy. think about it. a lot of songs is like lit right now and out in the world and you know the kids are listening to it they not really talking about too much Totally. You know what I'm saying? It's just it just feels good. It sounds good. The melody feels right. The beat is bumping. It's like when you hear you just want to dance or some shit. You know what I mean? Or you 100%. just want to smoke some weed or something. You know what I mean? Like it's like it gets you in a certain particular vibe. So, um, yeah, I feel like Moonwalking in Calabasas, I definitely was saying some real shit in it. Talking about my mama struggling, paying the rent, all this other shit. Um, but it also felt good. So that's why I was it. There's a balance there. Mm -hmm. It's kind of finding both. Yeah. What song took the shortest to make on this album? The shortest, I would say, um, Stay In My Circle. Okay. Yeah, and it's like, that's one of them vibe songs. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm saying a little shit in there, but it's really just about this. Let's just smoke some weed and kick it. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of one of them songs. That's one of my favorite, though. You're sending a message to someone? Yeah. Do you have somebody in mind when you write that record, or do you? Is it general? Um, kinda, in a way. I think about my girl a lot for some reason. Like for some reason. Yeah, cause I'm like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I'm saying like, when I want to write write a song about a girl, in a positive light, I think about her, and kind of just use her as like a canvas, cause I don't want to make the whole song about her. But at the same time, like, I want to use how I feel about her and apply it to my song. Well, because then people can take that and they feel understood. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Related to themselves. Yeah. What has that relationship taught you about love? Um, that it, that love can be positive. I come from a toxic place, yeah. dark place, you know, so, you know, I always felt like, you know, relationships, they last about a year and I'd be, you know. I just be getting rented for a year, least. That hurts. And then, yeah, it's kind of bad, man. That was a dark. That was a dark statement that I just said. Huh? 
but nah, that's how I be feeling. That's how I used to feel. But nah, you know me, her and shit. I just feel like, you know, I got somebody that might fuck around and be around me for life. So you know, it's kind of dope. Love can be positive. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is. It really does change one's outlook. It's fucking cool. Is there yeah. a reason you guys haven't worked together yet? Um, she needed to drop her own solo music first, but um, she actually had a verse on "If I Want You." Mm. and it's fire but she ain't got her own music out yet so it just didn't really make sense you know what I mean it's like okay you need to drop your own solo music get your full impact from that shit and then you can reach out and do features and shit you know all in due time yeah we started this conversation by (laughs) talking about how much time we have left yeah so there's nothing but time and by the way to have that verse bitch what I mean no, nothing but time. I mean, I mean, he's twenty five years old as of today. I remember when I was twenty five. Next thing you know, I'm thirty one. Those five years go quick. I feel it, but I'm about to be thirty one now. <laughs> I know you'll be thirty one <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> In due time. In due time. Yeah. But also having that verse between the two of you is kind of special if it never gets shared with the world. Yeah, I listen to it still. It's, yeah. She did her thing on it though. If if her verse was on it, the song would be ten times bigger for sure. What is that like being in the studio together? She's very, very talented. <laughs> it's crazy. Very talented. She teach me some shit. So I'm like... What do you learn? I don't know. Just like layering vocals and adding a bunch of shit. Like she just be doing a bunch of different singing shit under her vocals and then just make the song just sound big as fuck. And I'm like, man, how the fuck you do that? So she kind of be like teaching me how to do this shit and shit. Because I'm not that experienced with like it's a few things i'm not experienced with i can rap my ass off i can rhyme i can make meaningful songs i can do all of that shit i can make great melodies but when it comes to like ad-libbing and layering vocals i'm still like a beginner with that shit because sometimes i layer a vocal and i don't like how it sound you know what i'm saying but then she'll do it and this shit is sound right so i'm like i just it's just something that i just need to learn for real but it's fucking cool. Yeah. And and also to apply that yeah. to the types of records that you make. Yeah. I don't know. Could be real special. Yeah, for sure. Listen to the album. Come on. It's not me. It's you. It's facts. There's a link in the description below. Final thoughts, Daniel? Are we retiring at 1-0? Done boxing? Um, I don't know, man. It got to make sense. I got offered a few matches. Like hundreds of people have been calling me out. But I'm like... I- can I be honest? Why? Good why box? Why, yeah, why Why the fuck would you need to do that now? I mean, I used to, I started boxing when I was like nine years old. So I used to box when I was nine to age 13. Been to one junior Olympics, silver gloves, tournaments. So do we like, is shit. this like a career? Can we really do this in a real way? Like, I don't want to be a real boxer. Like I want to be a real rapper. Uh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Being an artist is something that I'm actually genuinely passionate about. I used to be passionate about boxing, but the reason I did it was really like some bucket list shit. Like, mm-hmm. I got to do this. Like, I'm fighting in the Miami Dolphins arena, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like tens of thousands of people around me yelling and shit. Like, that was just like a, as a kid, that was like, damn, this is crazy. I'm really doing this shit. And it was one of the best moments of my life. I'm not going to lie. Wow. But I feel like being an artist, some shit like that can really kill you, like, 
a motherfucker will never press play on your music again if you get your ass knocked out. Yeah, if you get knocked out cold, <laughs> no one's taking you seriously ever again. And when I was fighting the dude that I was fighting, um, I was whooping his ass or whatever, and then I got too comfortable and I opened up my guard and he punched me one time. It was one punch that he got in there. And I felt that motherfucker. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this ain't, you know what I'm saying? If I fuck up, it's over. And you know what I'm saying? When you get around the third round, I was so damn tired. It's like anything can happen right now. But luckily he was tired too. So, you know, I, won that. I was whooping his ass though. The risk is still there though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it got to make sense. It got to be less, like I always said, like it got to be like a other rapper that can also, mm. and we got to damn near, have a song together or some shit like it can't be you know what i'm saying like if you if you win just in case you win it got to come back to the music totally you know what i'm saying it can't just be like oh y'all was beefing and you got your ass whoop, 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 whoop. it's just nah that's just too much you just retire at one and oh you and mayweather two yeah. undefeated boxers yeah me and mayweather damn near on like the same level at this point <laughs> yeah you i mean when i think of him i think of you yeah man. <laughs> undefeated <laughs> it's crazy yeah listen to the album uh it's not me it's you you have more thoughts no i just gotta say the word valedictorian has not been mentioned once this entire interview that's pretty amazing i didn't know that you knew that yeah oh, that you were valedictorian crazy. yeah i was valedictorian I in high know. school i mean i do know i just sorry should i, just, I brought it up no you shouldn't have brought it up i just know every interview your fans and they're like of course he brought it up he mentioned valedictorian and I'm i like, never bring that up that's you the thing. no i never bring that shit up yeah no i'm saying like i I never heard anybody ask me that before. I was oh, actually really? valedictorian in high school. What? That, 4.0. I'm very impressive. Did school come easy for you, or did you study your ass off for that? Yeah, I studied. Yeah. I was actually a little... I was like the ladies' man nerd in high school. I was the cool kid. I played politics. Mm. I, I became best friends with all the teachers. I was the teacher's pet in every <laughs> class because I wanted to be valedictorian. Like it was like It was more of a competitive thing for me. It was like, because we had like a list of the smartest kids or who had the best mm. grades. Mm -hmm. And I just always wanted to be number one. And you so, got there. And I got there. Do you apply that same principle to what you're doing today? For sure. Like, I'm I'm, I'm looking at number one. I don't want to be an underground rapper. I don't want to be uh, have a cult following. I sell out shows and shit. But what about the motherfucker that's selling out bigger shows? I want to be him. So On the radio on yeah. billboards mm -hmm. Nicki Minaj just sold out on her fucking rap snacks yeah you know that's what I'm, I'm trying to get on that level you, you make a valedictorian speech I did what was that speech like you... it was very manifestational if that's a word it is now it applies yeah it was I, I said everything that I was gonna do and I'm doing it to this day so that was sick yeah it's dope you you look the next five years and think like alright you, you know what you wanna do by the time you're 30 Oh, man, that's sad to even fucking hear you say, man. <laughs> the next five years, I'm going to be 30. What the fuck? Um, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I just, I feel like I just really want to just focus on music right now. Eventually, like, get into acting and shit, you know, just fuck around with that industry. But I'm just focusing, like, my life going to revolve around entertainment and creating vibes for people and making people laugh and making people enjoy music or anything just entertaining the public well we're excited to watch you do it 
We thank you very much for giving us your time and energy today. For sure, man. Really appreciate you On very my much. Birthday. Happy yeah, birthday. This is you are an incredible professional. You're here on your birthday. I mean, that's I have the most respect for you. That's Appreciate a huge it, deal. Truly. Uh, what are you doing to celebrate tonight? Uh, last night, my family actually threw a surprise birthday party for me. So we had a little birthday party at my crib. Everybody brought me gifts and stuff. Um, my brother actually bought me a car. What oh, the fuck? Yeah, that was crazy. What kind of car? I mean, like any car is a great car when it's free. Yeah, it was a, it was a Corvette. Sick. Casual. Mm-hmm. Nice ass Corvette. Um, <laughs> and then I play basketball with my family. That's like one of my things I love to do. Just I got like a basketball court in my backyard, so I like go back there. We all just play, talk shit to each other. <laughs> so that's kind of like fun. But tonight, you know, we can probably go out to dinner, regular shit. Probably go to the club or something. As you're hanging out with us here today on your 25th birthday, how do you define success? Um, on the days that you don't want to work are the days that you should work. Mm-hmm. That sets you apart from the other people. That's okay. why I'm here today. <laughs> I appreciate you very much. For sure, man. Thank you for hanging out with us. And everybody, please listen. It's not me. It's you. Yep. Deluxe out now as well. Yes, 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 yes. Listen to it all on Amazon Music. And we're going to play records from it right now on Amp. DDG. Appreciate you for having me, man. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Hey, beautiful human, you made it to our conversation with DDG. I really appreciate you. Please subscribe to our podcast, share with those you care about, and be safe on your family if you can. And a minimum, remind them that you love them. Don't go to jail and have an amazing day. I really appreciate you, okay? I'll talk to you soon. Bye. By the way, today's episode is made possible by a few incredible humans, including our executive producers, Michael D. Ratner, Scott Ratner, Dylan Martyr, Dan Zola, Joshua Rusak, and Olivia Rudensky. Our senior director, Toby Lawless. Our associate producers, Eve Bishop and Claudia Villarreal. Our music is by James Asciutto. Our editor is Camera Carlos Gomez. Our sound mixer is Daniel Chavez-Crook. Our post-production manager is Caroline Rude. And I'm your host and executive producer, Zach Sang. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I'll talk to you real soon.